Hello and welcome to episode number 9 of Fencast. My name is Kit Chapman and as ever I am bringing you the curious characters and strange tales of the Fens. Joining me as usual is Adam Roberts, the intrepid reporter who is going to bring you all the public exposés of Cambridgeshire. Indeed I will. Good evening. And on my far right, Alex Parnell, the man you go to if you need exposure in public. There you go. Brilliant. <laughs> nothing, I'd say in front of both of you now, nothing was ever proven and all charges were dropped. I would like to just remind viewers that he hasn't got any trousers on at the minute. so Don't, yeah. don't need them. <laughs> no webcams, it's fine. Yeah. We're all friends here. <laughs> well, let's get on with the first story, Fiddle Me This. Story number one. So this is a story that has got something to do with a fiddler, a dog, and a tunnel. Any <laughs> ideas what this might be about? Oh, it's the tunnel that's disturbing me out of those three for some <laughs> reason. But no, no idea. Alex? Um, well, I've written down fiddler, dog, tunnel. <laughs> so, <laughs> so like a great pub. Oh, I went down the fiddler dog tunnel today. Yeah, uh, well, I'm guessing some sort of fiddler, a bit like a Pied Piper, leads a dog down a tunnel. Interesting. You're not far off. Um, As ever. So we're not far off. Uh, let me. Uh, not far. Oh, very good. I saw what you did there. Don't do it again. Yeah. Uh, is, he, is he barking up the wrong tree? Is that? Is that uh, we just get let's, let's just move on. Uh, so this is a story about Grantchester. Uh, so Grantchester, most people will be familiar with the TV show, I imagine. Uh, Robson Green solving solving crimes with a with a vicar in uh, in 1950s England. But Grantchester is a small village just outside of Cambridge. You can actually punt down the River Cam and arrive at Grantchester. We, we, do we both know where Grantchester is? Yes. Yep. Yeah, yeah. And do you know any of the famous people associated with Grantchester? No, no, no. No. So the two, there, there are two famous ones. Uh, you can swim in Byron's Pool, which is uh, from Lord Byron's day. And uh, Rupert Brooke, the, uh, the poet, oh. uh, who died in, uh, in the world, First World War, um, he still walks through the gardens of the old vicarage. He haunts the place, apparently. Okay. In uh, in Grantchester, I think there is a there's a, a uh, cafe or various called the Orchard down there. Might mm-hmm. be a restaurant that's very popular with it. It's had all the sort of those kind of classic writers in in its uh, midst at some occasions. Well, so it's one of those places. Cambridge is one of those places that every turn you go to, mm. you'll find something. I mean, there's the Eagle Pub where famously Watson oh, Craig, I love the Eagle, you know, Rosalind Franklin as well, but uh, she wasn't as part of this meeting. And uh, they 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 announced the discovery of DNA at the pub. Really? That's why yeah, they decided it at the pub and then they walked down. Uh, there is a couple of, uh, of ghost stories around Cambridge. The Fitzwilliam Museum, the lions apparently come to life. Uh, and my favourite one involving uh, Dr. Butts, who hangs around in Corpus Christi. Oh. Um, but we will, we will touch on Cambridge another day, I think, because there's just so much there. So this is a story about Grantchester, a fiddler, a dog and a tunnel. And uh, it is about a tunnel, a secret passage, leading from Grantchester to Cambridge. Now, obviously, anyone who knows anything about the Fens and Cambridge will know this is virtually impossible because the moment you get two foot underground, it's flooded. Yeah. <laughs> However, uh, this is a very common story that goes around the rest of England and it's called uh, a fiddler's hole or a piper's hole uh, or occasionally it's a drummer. And what typically happens is that there is a secret passage and uh, the story goes that a fiddler uh, or a drummer or some form of musician is sent down the tunnel to find out where it leads. And the legend always goes that it leads to a convent or it leads to a castle. It's a secret passage. It goes somewhere really improbable. Why why a musician? Well, this is the thing. So the idea is that the locals will walk along the surface and they will hear the musician from the tunnel so they can actually trace the route. Ah. 
Um, and this particular story from Grantchester involves a fiddler, which is one of the more common things. I mean, piper is probably a little bit more common. Drummer is the rarest. Uh, a dog as well. Um, and he goes down the tunnel to find out where this secret passage from Grantchester goes. What do we think happens down the tunnel? He bumps into a couple more musicians and forms the best rock band that Grantchester's ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> when you said drummer, I, instantly in my mind I knew that you meant someone walking with a drum. <laughs> <laughs> but then I thought, quite, it was a bit bad for someone like a whole oh, drum kit down there. You thought like <laughs> Phil Collins was just <laughs> waiting in the dark. Yeah. What you can't see, and what I will make sure there is a, a picture of this on our Facebook page, is oh, Alex yeah. has just drawn a tunnel and a dog. <laughs> it, it's a fabulous uh, etching. Is that, um, is that his fiddle? Is it? That's there? his fiddle. That's his, he's not actually fiddling. He's is just. He, is he a cowboy? He's, old, he's holding it. He's just, he, was, he was just holding it, and the dog's there, like, yeah, he's fiddling. Oh, so, all right. We're getting distracted. So, what, what do we think happens uh, down the tunnel? Well, I'm guessing it's got something to do with the dog. So, I say he meets. The, he gets lost. I'm going to go. Here we go. He gets lost down there. He meets the dog, and the dog guides him back out. Okay, Alex. Uh, I want to stick with me original. He finds some more musicians down there and forms the greatest <laughs> band the world has ever seen. Well, if he does, uh, certainly the world never sees it. Um, because what typically happens in these stories, and the, the Grantchester story is exactly the same, is there is a hideous scream, or the music just stops, and there is a smell of brimstone, and the dog comes rushing out of the tunnel with its tail singed. Oh. Yes. And no one ever goes into the tunnel again. Did the dog go in with him? Or yeah, the, so, so, so the typically the dog will actually accompany the fiddler uh, as part of the story. And this, and as I say, this is a very common story. So it's not just um, part of, uh, of the law of Grantchester. There are cases as far as Cornwall, right up towards the sort of the Scottish borders of how, these stories. How how common though? Because it must have got to a point where they'd go to a local musician and be like, "All right, John, got a gig for you." <laughs> so, something a bit, something a bit different than what you're used to. It's for exposure. Yeah, you got to pop into the tunnel. It must come to a point where they said, actually, now you know what. Tunnel well occasionally. Um, I think there's one in, um, uh, one in uh, on the Isle of Wight where they go into. He goes down a well. Uh, one in York as well where he goes down a well, and sort of you're following the musical. I mean, the whole thing just sounds utterly implausible when you th- actually sketch it out there. But as I say, it's just one of the most common myths in England. That's weird. It's very odd. It's a very, it's a very odd one to actually. What, what I wonder is that obviously someone's heard it somewhere and it's been transported where was the original story about yeah. this musician going down a tunnel you know, I mean, what, must, where did this something come must from? have happened at some stage I mean I, I, to be fair the idea of a musician a musician a musician going down a, a well and then hearing a scream and not hearing from the magician again that I believe so I get that but it, what gets me is the brimstone. Now, is that something? Is that a, a hell thing? Is that a fire it, and brimstone? It's absolutely thing? a hell thing. It, the, yeah. the suggestion is that they have been taken. The passage goes down to hell yeah. or somewhere like that, and a devil has come and he snatched the musician. Not a fan of the music, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> or the passage leads you somewhere or that you shouldn't want to go. He's a fan of the music. He's you know trying to build assemble the best band around. that the world's ever seen. Yeah. There you the go. Greatest song in the world. No, this is just a tribute. Tenacious. Oh. <laughs> no, I mean, I, there's loads of stories like this. I stood in a hotel once in Scotland, and there was a story of that hotel. I can't remember the name of it for the life of me. But if you went, if you went out on a certain day of the year, and and walked down to the to the bay, there was a cove and there's a tunnel in there, and there's a legend of a fiddler that had gone in, gone oh. in. Um, there's a tunnel down from the hotel. But these stories of tunnels and, and secret passageways. Um, I think they're really interesting. Although I we love can't, a, we I do can't. Love an actual, sorry. Yeah. Although we can't go to this one, obviously, because you know we can't tunnel from Grantchester to Cambridge. I think we should find our local tunnel and go into it. 
Well, you can actually go under. Uh, have you been to Ramsey at all? I know you have a kit. Um, yeah, yeah, I'm from, I've been to Ramsey. Not regularly. I say, well, you you can't at the minute, but they've actually got it's uh, it's culverted underneath Ramsey, so you've actually got a tunnel running all the way along. Uh, it goes under the. You remember the George Pub? You yes, yes. Yeah, it goes right right down the high street all the way along there, and then comes out the end of the uh, the George Pub. Which wow. Is quite, yeah. Well, speaking of tunnels, that leads us very neatly on to our second story. Story number two, The Green Child. So this story uh, comes from Woolpit in Suffolk, um, which was originally called Wolf Pit. Okay. Uh, because they used to throw bodies down there to, uh, to feed the wolves. Wow. In, in ancient times, so the legend goes. However, they found something very, very different there in the 12th century. Um, they found the green children. Now, I'm, here I'm going to turn it to you. What do we think the green children of Woolpit were? Fairies turned to humans? A horse turned to humans? Or mermaids turned to humans? Oh, neither of those. I'm sure I've heard the story of like green kids before. You sure you're not thinking of Game of Thrones? <laughs> no, I'm pretty sure it's not Game of Thrones. I'm quite sure that there's been like kids that have been found like in the forest. There's one in Germany, I think. Oh, there is. That's um, a famous. Case, it was just it? sort of found. Casper Hauser, I think his name was. Mm. Yeah. yeah. How do you know this sort of stuff? <laughs> 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 but no, yeah. Um, but were they? Well, well, give me the options again, because I'm, 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 I'll probably win. Fairy, mermaid, <laughs> fairy, mermaid, or horse? Bring it on. <laughs> uh, fairy. Getting fairy. Yeah. See, it's gonna. I think it's gonna be fairies. Um... I if it's a horse, I'll be happy. <laughs> but um, I think that's so unlikely that I'm going to plump for. Um, actually, you know what? It is so unlikely that even your magnificent imagination may not have been able to come up with that. <laughs> so I'm I'm going to go. What the hell? No, of course, horse. fairies. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> After all that big builder, you can put chariots of fire underneath that as you start talking yeah. about yeah. it. And then, and then just so. In the twelfth in the twelfth century, two green children were found in the wolf, pit, wolf pits. Both had green skins, and they were dressed in a material no one had ever seen before. They were quickly adopted by the local village mm. and given food, but initially they would only eat beans. Um, what happened was the uh, the boy. Uh, there were two of them, boy and a girl. The boy very quickly died uh, and was buried. Yeah, but the girl settled down, and her skin turned to a normal colour. Uh, and slowly but surely she learned English and uh, and they asked her you know who were you and she said she came from a twilight land where the sun never shone on the other side of a river she had been looking she was scottish <laughs> <laughs> well perhaps well she was looking for yeah. sheep yeah. and, and oh, sorry. <laughs> sorry i'm sorry I, I do apologize to our Welsh <laughs> listeners um she was looking for sheep um but had suddenly fa- heard the sound of bells and followed them and it ended up uh, emerging from the wolf pits, uh, having seen the sun in the human land, um, she knew that she would never be allowed to return home, and so her brother just chose to to, to wilt away. But the green child uh, grew up in wolf pit and then eventually moved to Kings Lynn, yeah. um, and settled down there and uh, and and lived a perfectly normal life. Yeah, cheaper houses. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's an easier commute, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it's easy, easy. To, to the undying twilight land. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but there we go. Yeah, so so this is a very strange one. Um, there's not much more to it than this. This myth. I mean, it, there's only a limited amount of information. It comes from the 12th century. Um, and do we know anything about the 12th century? <sighs> uh, came one after the 11th. 
It was one of the more turbulent ones. It wasn't certainly it? was. So the middle of the, the 12th century was known as the Anarchy. Yeah. Uh, and this is where uh, Stephen and Matilda. Oh, is this this is brilliant. This is a great story. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I, will, I, I can't will, really get into it too much here, but we'll, this is a really good we'll story. We'll get into it a little bit because it does sort of relate to, to the landscape of the time. Yeah. Uh, so what happened was. Um, at the end of the 11th century, uh, you had uh, William William Rufus, William II. He got uh, shot in the green in the New nobody, Forest. Nobody knows how, really. Yeah, it was hun- hunting wasn't it? It, it was hunt. It was hunting, and a, a crossbow bounced off a deer. Yeah. Hit him. <laughs> um, the guy who did it, um, or who? Ah, uh, the age before yeah, journalists. Uh, his yeah. name was Wat Tyrrell, and uh, he fled to France. And then uh, William's brother Henry immediately claimed the throne. Mm-hmm. And then Wat Tyrrell came back, and Henry gave him loads of land and money. Um, make of that what you will. <laughs> Henry then died. Uh, well, Henry's Henry's son uh, is then on something called the White Ship, and the White Ship they are crewing it from France, um, trying to catch up his dad, and he is completely drunk. All his mates are drunk, all of the crew are drunk, and they <laughs> and they and they run aground. The White what, Ship. The supposedly what were the, the chances? It was supposedly the greatest ship of the day. It runs aground. Um, everyone everyone dies basically. I tell you what, never call your ship the greatest ship. Every time the Mary Rose, Generally, Titanic, like just, just it's, stay quiet. It's not, it's not a wise thing to do. No. So the white, the white ship sinks, and uh, and Henry the first loses his heir. Mm. Uh, at which point there is just absolute chaos. So you have um, you have uh, Empress Maud, as she was also known, <laughs> Matilda, and then and, and then Stephen, and basically they're constantly sort of one upping each other and yeah. fighting, and the whole of England is is in something called the anarchy. For a great period, eventually it's decided that um, what will happen is Stephen will be king, but Maud's um, uh, Maud's uh, progeny uh, will, yeah. will, will sort of rule, and then you get into sort of um, more, more more familiar territory, if you like, with uh, with the likes of Henry the Second and uh, and then uh, Richard the Lionheart, John, all of that kind of thing um, at the start of the thirteenth century. So for most of the the twelfth century, England is in absolute state. Yeah. You know, I mean, either it's not gone air, or there's a civil war going on, or it's this you know this is Henry the Second, who's apparently a pretty good king, but um, He's one of the boring ones who makes money. I like the way that we've got that every so often in English history. It's kind of the very boring king who just does quite well. Yeah, well, (laughs) the the first king to actually actually have have money in the bank, not to not to be in debt, was uh, was Henry Tudor. I was going to say seventh. Yeah, Um, he was well known for it, which is why Henry VIII got to spend it all gloriously, (laughs) fighting wars we couldn't possibly win and drinking. We are getting completely off off track here. So we were talking about fairies um, (laughs) and and fairy children. Uh, Do we know any other myths about fairy children? Oh, who is it? Quite a famous person that believes in fairies. Conan Doyle. Well, yeah, Arthur Conan Doyle yeah, certainly was one of the Cottingley fairies. Was yeah. his particular um, uh, thing. Those were based on the photos, weren't they? They the were. Ones they that were we based on were photoshopped. That was up in Yorkshire, or, yeah. and and late, uh, yeah, they were the, they were clearly fakes. Yeah. They were they were actually cutouts of um, of a very famous book on fairies um, <laughs> that we just posed. And and one of the girls admitted to it very much later. Hey, but Arthur, yeah. yeah, but Arthur Conan Doyle was completely suckered by it. Mm. Um, but he believed in all kinds of stuff. Uh, there's a lot so, of stories about uh, fairies in, in England. I mean, generally fairies aren't seen as as a negative thing. They're mm. they're quite benign, and it's almost very much a live and let live. You you let the fae folk get on with things. There are um, another famous one was uh, was the knockers in um, in Cornwall. So this was a, a mining tradition that uh, if you hear hear a knocking sound. Uh, they there. That's the knockers. And what you do is you let them have some of your lunch. You know, you, they'll have a sandwich or something like that. And as long as you don't upset them, um, the knocking will keep you away from harm. It'll okay. tell you when not to mine a vein. Uh, if you upset the knockers, you know, you're in trouble. They're going to get you out of the mine. It is a mining thing, though, fairies, isn't it? I've I've heard a lot mm. of stories about sort of 
in and around mines tends to be quite one of those sort of supernatural places. Very much so, and also um, uh, the the putting down of iron. So the railroads, for example, yes. that is often seen as, as sort of curtailing uh, the fairies. Oh, okay. Which I, I suspect is probably more modern folklore of, of trying to explain away sort of loss of country tr- traditions. Um, but uh, but certainly there aren't too many fairy stories in the fens. I mean, the the big one is the Will o' the Wisp. Yeah. Um, but beyond that, there are very few. It's just the Green Child attracted me because it's such a strange little story. It is, yeah. I'm amazed it's one of those that's been swallowed up. You think there'd be some sort of, you know, like in Kings Lynn, they'd have Green Child Square or something like that, or Fairy Fairy Way. And well, they've already, be got, they've already got the like heart it. that bounced into the oh, um, good point, into yeah. the ooze, you know. <laughs> There's only so much. <laughs> and and what, Tom Hickathrift. What, what were they growing in <laughs> Kings Lynn around this time? All kinds of things. Oh. Well, let's move on with the final one, the custom, shall we? Story number three, Wandsford in England. Do we know where Wandsford is? Yes. It's uh, well, it's on the... It's just outside of Peterborough. Oh. So if you had gone A47 out of Peterborough, heading Towards west... Stanford, is that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And just, just as you got onto the A1, though, that's where Wandsford oh, is. Oh, God, I have been there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's renowned for some uh, nighttime activities that are said to may or may not go on there. I see. Um, but lovely, lovely little village. Well, lovely village. It's, it's also renowned for being in England, in that the locals <laughs> often, often refer to it... The, the locals often refer to it as Wandsford in England. As opposed to... Are there any other Wandsfords? Well, this this is the question. Why do they specify Wandsford in England? Does it involve... Do you, do you want some options? Or, or do you want to... Give me to, options. Uh, give me some say, options. Does it involve a shipment of um, of ladies' garments <laughs> that was accidentally sent from Wandsford in Germany? <laughs> Does it involve uh, a man who, uh, who, who woke up in the middle of the ocean and was very confused? You know, you're looking at me like that's the strangest thing that I've ever come up with. I imagine he was put there by fins. So. <laughs> well, yes. Uh, and for those of you who haven't listened, please, please explain what a fin is, because uh, a fin is is what? Well, it's a person from Finland, but uh, it, they did believe in the something century. I'm going to say, I think it's like 10, 11 again, isn't it? No, no, no. This was much later. This was the 17th. Wow, okay. They believed bizarrely in the 17th century that they were all wizards. You're Uh, a wizard, Henrik. (laughs) You've been hanging on to that one. (laughs) Eight weeks. (laughs) And if you go back eight weeks, go back to our first episode, you will hear it and you'll hear all about it. Please do. It's a great story and we keep referencing it, so you'll be lost without it. Put it that way. Final, f- the final option is Wandsford as far as Bonnie Prince Charlie got with his Scottish rebels. I know that's not true because uh, that, they've got a little blue plaque there which said that's as far as he got. So I'm pretty certain either that was lying or I've made myself look really stupid because it could be the right answer here. You've you got that grin on your face. Yeah, well, r- remember that there is Bonnie Prince Charlie and there is also the Charles the Great Pretender. There were two of them. Oh, great. Oh, there, well. were two, there, were two, there were two pretenders. I'm so pretty certain. I'm, Wandsford, oh, yeah. is it as far as the, the Scottish army got in, uh, in trying to march on London? Is it a man who woke up in the middle of the ocean and had no idea where he was? Or was there a ladies' garment shipment um, destined for Germany and Come ended on. up in rural Cambridge? Come on, that German one. knickers. I'm on it. Yeah. No, I'll see this. <laughs> <laughs> Are we both pumping for the same one, Alex? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Both going for the the. Um, you're both going for the, the German. Oh, lady. I'll go for the Bonnie Prince one because you've, you've because I've, I've so clearly put my neck in it. Yeah. Well, uh, the story of why Wandsford is in England originates from John Morton in 1712, 
who tells a story of a man who didn't know the area very well and went to sleep by the River Nine. <laughs> he lay down to sleep on a haystack no. in a quiet meadow, woke, woke up uh, a few hours later, and he was in the middle of the North Sea. <laughs> uh, no. The story is he got washed out to sea, and he finds himself afloat on the ocean, and then a boat comes past, and he shouts at him, you know, gets, gets attention, <laughs> and they said, where did you come from? And he says, Wandsford in England. <laughs> So from that day forth, Wandsford has always been Wandsford in, in England. England. That's brilliant. Um, there is another, an alternative explanation, which is is a, is a local rivalry, um, because uh, Wandsford, uh, as I'm sure you know, is is by Peterborough, and so it's a suffering a lot of boundary changes. It was once in Northamptonshire, it was once in Huntingdonshire, it was once in Cambridgeshire. Oh, that is that annoying bit there? As and well, and yeah. now it's in Peterborough, um, and uh, and people were just getting so fed up with it, they just started saying Wandsford in England. There's also <laughs> a small village just across the, across right. the way in Lincolnshire called Holland, and thus they're saying Wandsford is in England, Holland is in Lincolnshire. Ah, fair enough. Um, but uh, but you know the uh, the story according to John Morton in 1712 is that a man who didn't know the area flooded got washed out to sea. What do we think? I thought. <laughs> yeah, that sounds like <laughs> sounds like something that could happen, doesn't it? I like that. I like that. I got the feeling alcohol was involved again. <laughs> yeah, you probably. Most probably. Somewhere down the middle of the river. <laughs> I mean, this is the fencast. We wouldn't. It wouldn't be it wouldn't fencast be, no, without if there wasn't story. a drunkard. That's a long way. Yeah. Well, I was going to say, I mean, from Peterborough to, to the coast is what, about a good 30, 40 miles? Something like that? At least. At least. At least. Yeah. And the Nine is not like a fast flowing river. It's a. Uh... How did he not wake up? Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Because. I mean, he's on a. Well, how does his haystack float? You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it's one of those things, isn't it? I, I think I've, it's just. Uh... I've got a funny feeling the second. What was the second where they uh, they just started saying it because they were so pissed off they couldn't be in a, the same county each time? Yeah. That sounds a lot more British, so for f sake, let's just say England. Yeah, no, yeah. no, it, it, it really does. There we let's go. Cool, let's call it an end. <laughs> uh, but before we go, I have a few things from our post bag uh, regarding our last episode. And do we remember Lord Minimus um, Jeffrey <laughs> oh, Hudson? No, we've, this is it. This is the complaint we, were gonna, we knew we were going to get at yeah. some point. Yeah. So uh, this is the story, um, for, the, for those of you who haven't listened to the episode, uh, of Jeffrey Hudson. He was a dwarf uh, and he was in the court of Charles I and uh, ended up exiled to France where he fought a duel. Uh, interestingly, um, there was a reason that he won the duel, um, uh, which was that his opponent, not taking it seriously, turned up with a water pistol. Hold It was described as a big squirt, um, and uh, and Jeffrey was so uh, taken aback and insulted by this because he was fed up of being considered a clown yeah. and, and wanted to be taken seriously now that he was no longer at court. Um, he just shot the man in the head. <laughs> So he turned up with a real gun. His opponent turned up with a water pistol. Oh, there's a yeah lesson for you. Absolutely. Um, interestingly, we also can uh, pin down his height. Uh, so I was speaking to my uh, a good friend of mine, uh, Reb, and uh, and uh, his, his girlfriend Amy. I know listened to the uh, fiance. I should say, Amy listened to the show, and they were talking about uh, uh, Jeffrey. And uh, interestingly, um, he his height can be pinned down exactly. Um, the reason being is that uh, we know he was twenty three inches. Uh, when he was an adult 18, 18 inches when he was a child and oh, okay. when he first arrived at court 23 inches an adult we know that because when he returned to England uh, he was 45 inches oh and uh, the reason we know that he was 45 inches uh, is because he proclaimed that he had doubled in height um, because his captors regularly 
Um, no. <laughs> in, in, infiltrated him in the back passage, oh. um, which he which he said said caused a massive growth growth spurt and doubled his height. <laughs> so the, the strange tale of Jeffrey Hudson there infiltrated. Oh, that was a verb you went with. <laughs> I, I was trying to think of a polite way to to phrase oh, it. Yes. <laughs> yes. Did. Oh. Yeah. Oh my dear. Oh, little guy. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, the more you look into his life, at that, the more you? the more you look into his life, uh, the more tragic it was. I mean, the guy got in prison several times. He was captured mm. by pirates multiple times. Actually, I think he was intercepted on the way to France as well. Um, um, when he was visiting the court, um, obviously he had this this tragic life where he was um, bullied by a man with a water pistol um, to the point that he shot, shot him. To like the point that he shot him in the head. Um, yeah. So quite a remarkable life there. Um, it's, it's, but there you go, the true story of of Jeffrey Hudson. It's amazing. I, I, I can't believe there's not been like a sort of biographical film made about him. Quite frankly, it's fantastic, yeah. ridiculously good story. But yeah, I mean, terrible shame. And like you, like we said yesterday, you know, people who were different were kind of used and abused in that way. Absolutely, marginalised and, and stigmatised. Yeah. And, and while some were uh, were very clearly admired, and you know, Tom Hickathrift, for example, you know, yeah. the, the giant, uh, others were treated almost with uh, with disrespect to the point that they weren't considered um, on the same level as another human being. Um, and uh, and I think that it's, it's testimony to, to Jeffrey's willpower that he was willing to come back to England after suffering so much abuse. What re- I, uh, and that's not something is it really that really goes away no. throughout history. Mm. You know, segregation and and you know discrimination. Discrimination it is is still here in 2017. So it just mm. goes to show it's always not been. To, here. Um, not to step on the point, but just as from a medical perspective, is there anything that could cause a man to grow? to double his size if he's a you know when, when you suffer from something like dwarfism or, or whatever you, you tend to hit a height and that's that yeah uh, you do um, there are there are uh, cases where people have suddenly grown up um, in, in terms of, uh, of, of height yeah. and that is to relating to things like pituitary gland um, and uh, which it controls yeah. know, growth and things like that so there are cases where there are sudden growth spurts okay. um, he was kidnapped in his early 20s he returned in his in his 30s it wasn't I think 25 years as I said I think it was before tw- he was age 25 Okay. Um, and certainly at that time it's possible that uh, hormonal changes could result in growth spurts mm-hmm. um, but bear in mind that 40 inches still isn't very tall no 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 not at all um, like 23 inches is small yeah also there are there are two different types of dwarfism and um, and, and he had uh, yeah, one time which was um, sort of uh, proportional dwarfism yeah um, but uh, yeah, a very interesting life, and uh, and ties in to another uh, post bag entry. Uh-huh. Um, we have had some information about sandwiches. Oh right, after my <laughs> <laughs> is this is this debunking my assertion that the Earl of Sandwich created the sandwich during his poker games? You are that? absolutely correct that the oh. Earl of Sandwich did create the sandwich after his poker games. But where was the Earl of Sandwich's seat? Oh. Uh, I'd imagine at the head of the table. But, uh, oh, sorry. very good. Uh, <laughs> obviously, obviously, I meant where? Where? where did, what was his manner? Where? Where did? Uh, where yeah. did the Earl of, Earl of Sandwich live? Um, I, I feel like it's, it's all like QI. Someone's <laughs> going to say sandwich. Wah, 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 the background. You, know? you absolutely would be right. Do you have any idea, Alex? I could I could spout off fifty places and none of them would be. Should we just right? go through all the counties of England, Rutland, somewhere in Rutland. <laughs> no, no, no you're, you're closer than Rutland. Oh, okay. Oh, it wasn't around here, was it? Yeah, uh, it was. So in 1660, the Earl of Sandwich Peerage was created, and the seat was Hitchinbrook House. No, no. The way. fourth Earl of Sandwich was the one that How created the sandwich, and that was at Hitchinbrook House. 
We live in the, the birthplace of the sandwich. That's amazing. We live in the birthplace of the sandwich. You weren't the first person to go bread, meat, bread. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> this is what I was thinking about. I was thinking about this on the drive home yeah. the other week. I was like, created the sandwich. I said, there's no way. It's just, I don't know. How does he get credited with that? I mean, he, he wanted bread. To snap, it, it is, it? It is filling. It is one of many bread. stories about Hedgenbrook House. There are, there are some other great ones that we will get into. There's one involving a monkey. Um, there's, <laughs> I know there's some fantastic stories. You've dropped this on us. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just teasing really a little a bit. Monkey, yeah. um, we will tackle Hitchinbrook House at another time. But uh, yes, the, uh, for a long time, uh, it's, it no longer is, but the, the seat of the Earl of Sandwich, Hitchinbrook House, Huntingdon. Fancy a sandwich, no? And on that note, um, <laughs> I think we all fancy a sandwich, so uh, we're going to wrap up there. Uh, where can uh, can our, our listeners get in touch with us if they wish? They can get in touch by emailing at thefencast at gmail.com or through Facebook. We're on Facebook, search The Fencast, and also same on Twitter, which is just at The Fencast. Fantastic. Well, thank you very much for listening. Join us next time with Alex. See you later, folks. Adam. Uh, goodbye. And I'm getting, I'm going to say goodbye. Just get lost. Bye. <laughs>